You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. Thank you so much for pressing play and wanting to spend a little bit of your day uh, with me here on this episode of the podcast. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, I have a website, thelonelydiplomat.com, and on that you will find my blog, this podcast, details of how you can um, purchase my book, The Lonely Diplomat, Reconnecting with yourself and the world around you um, through Amazon on uh, as an ebook and uh, in a hard copy um, form, and details of my services, which are all designed to challenge, serve, support, and inspire diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life as they work to reconnect with themselves and the world around them. It's simply fantastic that you're here for what is going to be a, well, it's going to be a a real episode. And because it's going to be a real episode, I want to invite you to get comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, if you're not somewhere where you can be sort of really present um, for the next little while, I invite you to press pause. And then come back to this episode when you can. And if you are somewhere where you can really get settled in, I invite you to press pause. Go get yourself a nice cup of something, um, something warm, um, and or pour yourself a glass of something, whatever it is, uh, and then come back and, and get settled in. All right, so welcome back. Welcome back, Uh, and I hope that you are nice and comfortable. And uh, for Danish listeners, I apologize for absolutely massacring this word, Um, but I'm a huge fan of Hygge, so H-Y-G-G-E. And uh, so, you know, I hope that everything is nice and cozy and that you're nice and settled in, ready for a really good conversation. So one of the things that, big deep breath there, um, one of the things that I find uh, and find very curious about my work here at The Lonely Diplomat and at my work at The Loneliness Guy. So I've got two sites, uh, The Lonely Diplomat for diplomats uh, and those who live the diplomatic life and The Loneliness Guy um, for gay men. And it all comes down, obviously, to loneliness. And loneliness as a concept is something that we know. We know in theory about. And we know that through the course of 2020 and course of 2021, many people around the world have had a direct experience with loneliness. And that's pretty much the crux of loneliness right there. It's something that we know is, uh, that affects people, uh, and but it affects, and if you can see me on YouTube, you can see, you know, what I'm doing with my hands here, but if you can't, if you're on, on listening to this on a podcast, um, you can't see it, but I'm, I'm like, you know, with my hand, I'm, I'm gesturing far away. Like loneliness is a concept that we're happy to deal with far away in the third person, perhaps even in the second person. But 
Loneliness is, a, is an experience that every human has, and we experience it in the first person. One of the things that makes loneliness so awful, so awful, beyond the fact that we can feel like we're a failed human, it's that we don't have the language um, to really communicate the awfulness within us when we feel like we're a failed human. We can, or we feel nothing. And 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 I'm not quite sure if this is uh, an oxymoron, but how do you feel nothing? How do you feel a void? How do you describe what a void feels like? And for me, I I get a lot of feedback um, across the two sites about how loneliness is just such a it's a <laughs> it's a uh, uh, sort of topic. Why don't you call yourself this? Why don't you call yourself that? Why don't you use the word connection? And one of the things, you know, that the pandemic has highlighted is that we're all about connection and the importance of connection. But I'm all about having kind and honest conversations. As you know, if you're a repeat listener on this podcast, and welcome back, that if uh, like we we have we have the kind and honest conversations about difficult things here that affect diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life. We do that, and it doesn't. Not doing those doesn't make it go away. Avoiding things, avoiding the hard conversations, doesn't make them going away. Labeling the, them as something else and hoping that that fixes it doesn't make the hard thing go away. And loneliness is a hard thing. It makes, the, makes us feel absolutely horrendous. And whenever I put something, uh, like generate some content and post it in my blog or on this podcast about loneliness that is overtly about loneliness, um, it doesn't necessarily rate well. Um, it doesn't get the engagement because, again, like loneliness is, is that taboo topic. So I wanted to come at this from another angle and share with you some of my thoughts about belonging. Because while you may not feel that you are lonely at this point, you may actually feel, um, may feel differently after I ask you these questions. And these questions are, do you feel seen? Do you feel that you are heard? And do you feel that you belong where you are in the world right now? One of the things I wanted to say right there is that some of the feedback that I get about people uh, from from you, some of my awesome global audience, is that you you you're not alone. Therefore, you're not lonely. And so, you know, the the, the awful thoughts and feelings that you might have within yourself can't possibly be loneliness because you're surrounded by people at work. You're 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 constantly like doing things and. You know, there's so many people in your life. You're in a relationship. You've got a family. You've got lots of friends. 
and and all of you know and 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 work but if you are for all of that human interaction if you are not feeling seen if you are not feeling heard and if you are not and don't feel that you belong you might be experiencing loneliness and that's okay that's more than okay great things happen when we accept that which makes us that from which we've been running because humans including diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life are capable of doing almost anything almost anything to feel seen to feel that we are that we are heard and to feel that we belong and there's a couple of things here that I'm going to say that I've got from many different sources but primarily amongst that is the work of my intellectual crush, Dr. Brené Brown. And so those of you who are familiar with her work will, will likely be nodding very sagely already. But if you're not familiar with her work, go and listen to her podcast. Go and read her, her fantastic books. For those books absolutely changed me. And I'm going to be sharing that with you during the course of this, this discussion, this chat. For when I, when, in my own experience, as we'll explore, but if we are, if we don't feel that we belong, if we don't feel seen, if we don't feel heard, and we don't feel that we belong, we can hustle until we get it. And we can throw ourselves, part of this hustle is throwing ourselves into work that feel, to feel that we belong and that we're worthy of our job so we can hustle 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 and this is a concept that we explored in episode 44 i can't relax where we explored that we need to be we feel that we are always need to that we always need to be in doing mode and doing mode is our default mode because that's what we've been doing all our lives to feel that we belong we belong in you know uh in the classroom, we belong, uh, or or we we struggle, we hustle to feel seen and heard, at school, at university, uh, at work. So we hustle for the next job, the next promotion, the next posting, the next um, opportunity to showcase our awesomeness, and we hustle, 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 so we can feel that we are seen, that we are heard, and that we belong where we are in the world. And that hustle is everything. That hustle is everything, because the option of hustling, or the opposite of hustling, is to not hustle. So the invitation there for you, listener, is to sit with that for a moment. What does not hustling, or what does the concept of not hustling in the way that you are currently hustling, what does that feel like to you right now? Does that inspire you and go, yeah, yeah, I could like, oh my God, yes. Or does that, no, absolutely terrifying, cannot, 
the whole world will fall apart if I stop hustling. So it's much easier to keep hustling, to keep doing. Because if in the keep on doing, someone somewhere will recognize my awesomeness and go, you know what? Great job. Well done. And I'll feel great. I'll feel seen. I'll feel heard. And I finally feel like I belong. Has that ever worked though? Has that ever like beyond potentially a few minutes to a few hours to maybe a few days, has that ever worked long-term? Has that ever made you go, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. That's enough. Great. No. No, it never does, does it? Because you simply go, all right, that was good. Not, not enough. Not enough. Got to hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. So a success on Friday becomes, you know, wears off by Monday. And he's like, right, rolling the sleeves up, getting it done. What's next? Smash it. Do, do, do. Yeah, never works, does it? So the idea of stopping, stopping the hustle is terrifying. That's why so many of us do it. So many of us do it because we're scared of then what happens next. And we'll rather try to reach an unattainable state than stop hustling. This concept of belonging for diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life is, is really important. And, and we'll get to this, we'll get to why about this in just a moment. But as we go on, I want you to reflect, and I don't think you'll, you'll need much of a reminder of this, but I want, want, to, want to invite you to reflect on you as you are right now and belonging, being seen, heard, and feeling that you belong as the antidote to loneliness because if you feel seen if you feel heard and you feel that you belong you're feeling connection and connection is the antidote to loneliness so in starting really this um this this chat i wanted to say that it's a topic that I really kind of danced around for the last three years of, um, uh, of, of my work here at The Lonely Diplomat. And it's something that, I don't know, like, I, I guess it was serendipitous that I was dancing around it because I don't think I was really ready. And I didn't really have the language to communicate it in a way that I felt would do it justice. Because... As, as I said, you know, loneliness is, is, is a concept that we're happy to deal with in the second and third person, but very rarely talk about it in the first person. I needed to get to a point where I was, where I could, could kind of bring all of these very disparate thoughts and ideas that were whirring around me and within me together. And I could, I could land them in a place that didn't have people people, you, 
and me going, huh? What? I don't understand what he's trying to say. And it all came together when I was doing something that I'm sure many of you have done. Um, And so I I, I moved back to Australia uh, in January this year. And part of that process was getting the things, the stuff, the furniture that we had put into storage before we left. And I got that back. uh, And within that, there were photos, lots of photos going back to university days. And some of those photos, I was like, oh my, why did I keep that photo? Like, why would someone want a drunken blurry shot of whoever that... I don't even know who that person is anymore. I've forgotten who they are, but, you know, they're, they're blurry in this photo. And so I went through them very quickly and in sort between, you know, keep and, and, um, and shred. And the shredder got a very big workout that day. But one of the photos uh, was from when I was um, 19 and it was my second year of university and I was a member of the swimming team at my residential college uh, at Melbourne Uni. And uh, I really loved swimming and I still do. I love, I love swimming. And um, I found this photo of me with wet hair um, uh, and having just finished a race, just gotten out of the pool. Uh, and a friend took this photo of me with um, uh, um, yeah, with with the camera. It was on on film. And I remember I was standing there, and um, you know, people from my community, uh, uh, in my year level, you know, in in other year levels, were just really happy for me, and I felt seen, I felt heard, and that I felt I belonged. And the moment of of um, of clarity came when I saw that photo and I could see that I, I've got a smile on my face. But as is the way in a very kind of dramatic way that you see in the movies, like, you know, maybe in Jumanji or something like that, I felt that I was sucked in to me, 19-year-old me in that picture where I thought the thoughts, felt the feelings, um... Uh, within me from back then and I was profoundly sad really sad and in doing in 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 that that moment this all kind of came together and I want to read this to you um, that blog post which I published on the 7th of August Um, and because it's got a few different threads uh, and um, it, it's going to be uh, a bit easier to have the, the follow-up conversation once I, once I know that all the threads are brought together. So again, thank you so much for finding a little cozy nook uh, and getting settled in. Right, where to start? Um so there's a link if you want to follow along. There's a link in the uh, episode description to this uh, to the to the blog post. Um, but uh, I'll start uh, about uh, the 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 um, at the point where I say let's talk about this photo. And so there's a photo of me uh, right at the beginning of that blog post. 
Alright, let's talk about this photo. I found this photo of me at 19 when going through some old photos a few weeks ago. I just finished swimming a race for my swimming team at university. The photo brought up a whole heap of emotions that we'll discuss shortly. I wanted to reach into this photo and give the 19 year old me a hug. The me in this picture was desperately wanting to fit in, to belong, and, uh, and was hustling hard to make it happen. Reflecting on the feelings that photo brought up in me, I experienced a wave of clarity of thought and emotion about belonging and madly scribbled some notes. You're reading, or listening, uh, the product of these notes. What's the problem? We humans feel a need to feel that we are seen, to be heard, and feel that we belong. Feeling that we belong is a powerful behavioural driver for us. Belonging can take many forms. We can love our work because we feel that we belong to something greater than ourselves. We can love our communities, be they physical or virtual, because we feel that we belong there. We can love our significant others because we feel that we belong with them. We can feel that we belong with our families and friends because we feel that they see us and love us for who we are. When it comes to feeling connected, belonging is everything. It's logical, therefore, that we can feel disconnected when we feel that we no longer belong. And we know, don't we, dear reader and dear listener, what disconnection is, right? Loneliness. To not belong is to feel disconnected. To feel disconnected is to feel lonely. For the lonely diplomat and those who live the diplomatic life. We're all subject to the human condition and need to feel that we belong, and the need to feel that we belong applies to us too. What we do at work can feel amazing, even inspiring, when we feel that we belong to something greater than ourselves. It's magical when our personal values align with what we do at work and the work that we do as part of a wider bureaucracy. It's a similar magical feeling of belonging when we connect with our families, friends and colleagues. It's a magical feeling when we feel that sense of belonging, that connection, that when it feels like it comes effortlessly. But when we live the diplomatic life, sometime that sometimes that feeling of belonging and connection doesn't come easily and we feel disconnected. Diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life are frequently moving countries, cities and jobs. This is exciting and stimulating until it's not. At some point, we can feel that we don't belong anywhere, even when we're meant to be at home. We can feel that we don't belong at work. We can feel that we don't belong in our community. We can feel like we don't belong with the people around us. This is an awful realisation. We can feel hollow and invisible. We can feel lonely. We can want to jumpstart things to feel that sense of belonging, even when it harms us. We can hustle for the approval of others. We can hustle to fit in. We can hustle to show that we're made of the right stuff. We can hustle to prove that we are worthy of love. We can hustle to prove that we belong. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Part of that hustle can involve editing and adapting ourselves to fit in, to belong and to show that we are worthy of the job and the life. If you're like me, you've edited and adapted yourself in the past and you're likely doing it now. You carefully choose your words. You carefully choose your look. You carefully choose your hobbies. 
Why the careful choices? To avoid the wrong kind of judgment and the subsequent feeling of not belonging. It's exhausting, isn't it? All the hustling and careful choices never end. It can't end because the destination that we're looking for, editing ourselves to achieve complete acceptance from everyone and the feeling that we belong, doesn't exist. We'll never arrive at that state. That feeling of belonging only comes when we stop editing and hustling to be someone or something else. The feeling of belonging comes when we accept what is, not what should or could be, and make decisions from there. For diplomats, as it is for all humans, this is terrifying. I know. I spent so much of my life editing myself to fit in. The hustle was my modus operandi. I spent so much time hustling for the next promotion. I spent years hustling for a posting. I spent years hustling to prove that I was worthy of being where I was. Hustle, hustle, hustle. I was exhausted and lost. And then I chose to stop hustling. What happened? Listen on. Let's go back to the photo. Finding that photo of myself from when I was 19 years old was like opening an emotional time capsule. I saw the smiling kid in Speedos and wanted to give him a huge hug. I felt that I was sucked into the photo and into the body of mind of me back in 1996. I desperately wanted to be seen. I desperately wanted to be heard. I desperately wanted to feel that I belonged. I desperately wanted to fit in. My mind was like some kind of supercomputer that constantly ran complex equations about how I could best fit in with people. This came from being frustrated that I was always that I always seemed to be at the edge of friendship groups. I was friendly with everyone, but frequently was not included when invitations to parties were issued. So my supercomputer mind determined that I needed to be nicer and friendlier. That kind of worked. I kept going determined to be the nice guy. While I wasn't especially sporty, I noticed that other guys who were sporty and ripped were popular and confident. I started working out, but I never felt big enough or masculine enough, so I worked out more. I never felt smart enough to contribute, my, to contribute thoughts in my classes at university, so I kept quiet and studied hard until I felt smart enough to make a comment. When I did summon the courage to make a comment, I seemed to confuse others. So I kept quiet until I knew that I'd get it right and dazzle them with my wit and wisdom and feel that I belonged in the room. I developed developed the belief that I needed to have the perfect body, the perfect mind and the perfect soul to be accepted and to fit in, to belong. And I held that belief very tightly. A girlfriend at the time said that Radiohead's song Creep made her think of me, especially the verse. There's some swearing in here, so cover the kids' ears. I don't care if it hurts, and I'm not going to sing, by the way. Um, I don't care if it hurts. I want to have control. I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. I want you to notice when I'm not around. So fucking special. I wish I was special. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. 
how right my girlfriend was. I really didn't feel that I belonged. The hustle to feel that I belonged continued after I graduated and then started work. Only it felt that it amped amped up a few notches. I felt like I had to prove to others just how worthy I was of getting the job and proving that I wasn't, it wasn't an accident. I had to prove that I was as worthy of a promotion, posting or opportunity as others. The competition was real. I freely edited myself to get an edge in the competition. I started the cycle of proving that I was worthy and that I belonged. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Of course, there were periods where I did feel that I belonged. They felt blissful, but all too brief. And then, in cruel irony, I'd start to feel like I was too much. I'd start to dial things down to prove, to whom, I still don't know, that I still belonged. In writing this, in speaking this still, I'm reflecting on one question. Why did I do this? I so desperately wanted others to see me. I'd really wanted others to say that I was worthy. In doing this, I believed that I needed to hide what I didn't like about myself, especially my sexuality and my insecurities. To compensate, I projected that which I believed was good. The path to my loneliness was paved by small decisions to hide what I didn't like about myself and consequently didn't want the world to see or to judge. Uh, It was paved by decisions to project what I believed to be worthy and what I believed others wanted of me. It was these decisions that were the source of my loneliness, despite being surrounded by people and doing a job that I'd always wanted to do. I felt hollow. I felt a creeping numbness. This was a sure recipe to disconnection within myself. I felt lonely and I felt that I didn't belong anywhere including within myself. I belong to me. I've written before that I got help to reconnect myself back to myself and to the world around me. I wanted to do it by myself. Oh my God, how much I wanted that to happen. It would have been much neater and less inconvenient. But the way back to connection and to feel that we belong is by asking for help. Getting people in your corner and doing the work within ourselves. I wouldn't be writing this blog and you wouldn't be here listening to it or reading it if I hadn't allowed myself to get help. There have been many moments over the past few years on my way back to connection, which I can say were pivotal. One of which was reading the opening chapter of my book by my intellectual crush, Dr. Brene Brown. In Braving the Wilderness, Dr. Brown talks about the power of belonging and what we humans can do to ourselves and others in the search to feel that we belong. I'll let you read the book, but I felt that Dr. Brown had written this book exclusively for me. Not you, not anyone else, for me. Dr. Brown saw me. This chapter is built upon a quote by, from the late Dr. Maya Angelou, all about belonging. It read... I'm going to read this very slowly. You are only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all. The price is high. The reward is great. This clicked. This lit a spark. This changed me. 
There is a clear line between the moment that I read those words and the moment that I'm reading these words aloud to you now. I didn't need to hustle to belong wherever I was in the world. I didn't need to hustle to feel that I belonged in conference rooms. I didn't have to hustle to feel that I belonged when around other people. I didn't have to hustle to feel that I belonged online. I simply did not have to hustle to belong if I accepted myself and truly belonged to myself. The work within me now is reminding myself that I belong when I truly belong to me. Everything else in this diplomatic life can and does change, but belonging to myself can remain a constant. If I truly belong to myself, I don't have to hustle to prove that I'm enough to others or that I am worthy. I am enough. I simply am worthy, for I am enough for myself. There is power in this statement, I am enough. Indeed, it's become a mantra of mine. If this was a movie montage, there might be some stirring background music to emphasize the importance of this realization. But it's not a movie, it's life. And indeed, it's my life. Belonging to myself sounds and is inspiring. But Dr. Angelou was right. The price has been high. The price has been high on myself and those I love most. Some friendships haven't endured. This makes me sad. But Dr. Angela was also right when she said that the reward is great. I am me. I belong to me just as I am in this moment. Sure, I still find myself hustling for approval and to feel that I belong occasionally, but I'm quick to notice it, usually because I feel like the 19-year-old me, and gently bring myself back to me. I have people in my life now who love me, me, not who I'm hustling to be, and they want me to be unapologetically, unashamedly, and unreservedly me. I want them to be wholly themselves too. The sense of love and belonging is real and powerful. There's peace within me. To you, my awesome reader, and to you especially, my awesome listener and viewer. If you've made it this far, I'm going to say that these words have resonated with you. I'm giving you a big hug right now, for I see you, and I understand how awful not belonging at work, at home, in the community, within ourselves, feels. I want you to know that I mean it when I say that you are enough, just as you are in this moment, as the awesome human that you are, knowing that you belong everywhere and you don't belong anywhere when you belong to yourself. The price is high and the reward is great. So, do you truly feel that you belong to yourself? Or are you hustling to feel that you belong? Are you hustling to feel seen? Are you hustling to feel heard? This has been a big episode, a really big episode. So I hope that you're able to take a few moments now just to be, just to be. And I know that sounds really hippie 
uh, and, and stuff, but please resist the urge to go and do right now. Allow yourself to feel how you're feeling right now. And if that means that you're feeling a bit sad, feel a bit sad. Learn from what? Listen to what you're trying to tell yourself through your emotions. If you feel inspired, great, great. Because that quote from Dr. Angelou is so inspiring to me. And as I said, like really was a pivotal moment reading those words. Such a pivotal moment in my my life. So if you've got some feedback for me or if indeed you feel that I can help you as you work through your loneliness, if you work uh, to help you feel seen, to help you feel heard and to help you feel that you belong just as you are in this moment, please do reach out to me. It would be a pleasure and it would be a, a privilege and an honor to be in your corner um, and, and with the benefit uh, and, and giving you the benefit of, well, listening to you and your story and um, uh, helping you to reconnect with yourself, to belong back to yourself. Reach out to me. Send me an email at admin at the lonelydiplomat.com or reach out to me on socials. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and here on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. If you are listening as a podcast, please feel free to give this a high rating. Um, but the best form of support that you can give me right now um, if, uh, if I could ask for you to refer and send this episode on to a friend. That's uh, really going to help me out um, and uh, let others know that they belong in the world just as they are right now in this moment. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I hope that's been helpful. And until next time, it does sound like you're getting ready to go. So until next time, be awesomely and humanly you. Because the world really does need more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.